Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Friends, welcome to worship on this Palm Sunday here at Morrisville Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to be with you and to worship alongside you this day. We welcome you whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time, whether you are here in our sanctuary or joining with us from the comfort of your home. We give thanks for the worshiping body of Christ this day and give thanks for our worship and our time together. 
For those of you who are in our pews, there is a red friendship folder and we invite you to note your presence and pass it to your neighbors so they can do the same. And if you are visiting and would like us to follow up on your time here today, we would love if you could include enough information so that we can do that well in the weeks to come. I want to draw your attention just to a couple of announcements. The first being that immediately following worship today, we will have fellowship hour on our lawn. Thanks to our congregational ministry committee, the playground will be open for elementary school aged kids and younger. And we hope that you will join us for a time of celebration and joy as we rejoice in our life together. Again, that will be out in the, in the lawn by the parking lot immediately following worship today. Today begins Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, a city that he would not leave again, which means that today marks the beginning of our Holy Week journey, a journey between this Palm Sunday and Easter, a journey into the great darkness that lay ahead of Jesus. And so we invite you this week on Maundy Thursday to join us again for worship on Thursday evening at 6 o'clock here in our sanctuary, where we will take some time to remember the events of that week, to dwell in the depths of what Christ knew and what the disciples didn't, to dwell in the depths of betrayal and darkness and death that would soon come. It is an important journey for us as people of faith to not only shout and sing today and next Sunday, but to journey in these days in between. And so we hope that you will join us on Thursday evening, again at 6 o'clock here in our sanctuary. It will also be live streamed if you are unable to come that evening. We hope you will join us through that medium. But as we enter with Jesus into this city today, may our hearts be with the crowd who rejoiced. May our hearts and minds also be with the one who rode atop that donkey, fully aware of all that was to come. Friends, on this joyful Palm Sunday, let us worship God together. Good morning. Please stand as you are able and join in our responsive call to worship. Awake to the day of triumph for our Savior. Give thanks for this day that leads to the cross. Come with your branches, hosannas, and songs. Fill the air with welcome to the Lord. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Please continue to stand and join us in singing hymn number 196, All Glory, Laud, and Honor.
walk in the footsteps of our King. We follow Jesus Christ on the road to greater life and greater fulfillment. So let us take time now to continue in that step. Trusting in the grace and mercy of our God, let us confess how we fall short and what keeps us from that love. Let us confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. O Lord, who on this day entered the rebellious city that later rejected you, we confess that our wills are as rebellious as Jerusalem's, that our faith is often more show than substance, that our hearts are in need of cleansing. Have mercy on us, Son of David, Savior of our lives. Help us to lay at your feet all that we have and all that we are, trusting you to forgive what is sinful, to heal what is broken, to welcome our praises, and to receive us as your own. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 118. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. In Christ, God answers us and sets us free. Together, let us proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Beloved people, as forgiven people, let us share with one another the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. May the peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us share with one another the peace of Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts so that we may truly understand, and understanding that we may believe. 
and believing that we may follow in all faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson is from Psalm 118. Please join in our responsive reading. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At this time, I would love to invite my young friends forward for our time for young disciples. I'm going to ask you to be careful coming up because there are a few things in the way here, and I don't want you to trip. I know. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy to see you. Good morning. Have a seat there, bud. Hi, Rory. Good morning. Hello, everybody. It's so good to see you all. I have, what do you think this is? Am I? Easter basket. Well, so I'm right on time, right? Today's Easter, right? No? It's next Sunday. Oh, it's next Sunday. Well, what's, what's all this stuff? I don't, I don't know what this Hosanna. is. Hosanna when Jesus comes to Jerusalem. Tucker, you're paying attention. I love it. These, today, who knows what today is called other than Tucker? Well, someone else a chance. Anybody know? They, sh they should know. Isn't Sunday? They should know. Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. You all, they should know too, right? It's yeah. Palm Sunday. It is Palm Sunday. And on Palm Sunday, you're exactly right, Tucker. Jesus came in to Jerusalem, and people were so excited. They were so excited that they laid their cloaks on the ground as he came in on a donkey. They had branches from trees like these palms that they lay out in front of him. Yes, because they wanted him to have this entry into Jerusalem like a king, because they knew that he was the Savior, and he was fulfilling these prophecies of old. But... He wasn't quite who they expected. And he hadn't been for much of his life. And what I, I don't know if you remember my Easter basket here. Well, I'm so, I, I'm counting on you to remember it. So, this is my Easter basket. 
And the reason I love this Easter basket is because it helps us tell the entire story of Jesus' life. Not just today, not just next week, but the story of his whole life. So there... We did the whole thing? We were opening up the eggs. Well, we're going to open up the eggs today, Tucker. And I'm so glad you remember. Would you open egg number one for us? So that's the beginning of Jesus' story. And tell us what's inside. It's a pacifier. A pacifier? Why would we have that in egg number one? Because Jesus came as a what? A baby. Very good. All right. We've got egg number one. Lincoln, you want to open egg number two? Tell us what's in there. Hearts. Why might that be the next part of Jesus' story? Because he came to... He came to love, right? Came to share the love of God. I love it. You guys are on a roll. Number three. You want to open number three? So this is a big one. Pay attention to this one, because this is a big one. What is it? It looks like what? It looks like palms. Yeah, so that tells us that next in this journey we're going on, so number three is today, this day of Palm Sunday, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, right? I think I know what this next All right, well, let's let someone else have a turn. All right, okay, open number four for us, okay? Here, I'll take it back. Thank you. They're hard to close. What's in number four? It's a cross. A cross. When Jesus was crucified on the cross and... I usually, oh, I'm going to wait. There are two more eggs, and I only took one out. This, because we're going to save the other eggs for next week. We have four eggs today that up until today tell us the story of Jesus' life. He came as a baby. He came to love and share the love of God. He came, and, the, and he came to, well, don't tell anybody. We're not there yet. We're, do, we're dwelling in Holy Week, and there were palms laid when he entered Jerusalem. That's today. And he died on a cross. And that is part of this coming week. And all of those things happened so that we might know all of God's love for us. These ways that people put out their palms and their coats was a way of saying, we want to love Jesus, but it didn't happen quite the way they expected. And that's what we're going to talk about this coming week. I'm sure you talked about it downstairs, so that we will, that's what we're going to talk about in this coming week that you talked about today, and that we're going to hear the end of that story next week when we gather together. I'm so glad, and that can remind you of the whole story too, right, of this week. I love it. So what I'm going to ask you to help us, we're going to offer a prayer for this story that we are going to continue to tell, but, but, I know there's palms behind me, hold on, okay, but another thing, right after this, you're not going to go to music right away. Hold on, hold on, Tucker. You're not going to go to music right away because the choir is going to sing and I want you to pay attention to their song because in their song, they are going to tell the whole story of Jesus' life, a lot like what these eggs tell us. So I want you to, um, you're doing it all day, Tucker. It's going to be seared in your memory. So I want you to pay attention to their song and as soon as they're done, I will let you know when it's time to go to music with Mr. Carpenter or to the nursery whatever you would like to do, okay? So let's offer a prayer together. You can repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for the story of Jesus and the gift of this week. 
Help us to tell the whole story. All our lives. Amen. And as you go back to your pew with your parents, remember you're not going to music quite yet, I want you to pretend like you were in that crowd and you're gonna drop these on the cloaks here, but be very careful not to hit anyone with them. Yeah, all right, so as you go, you can drop them here and you can say Hosanna, cause that's what they said as they went, here you go Roy. And you can drop them there and then go sit with your parents for a little bit longer and listen to the song coming up, okay? I got three. Great, oh thanks. They said, Hosanna, Hosanna. Make sure you drop them.
Young friends, you may now go back with Mr. Carpenter for time for music. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. We enter into the story having just heard Jesus share a parable as he approaches his entrance into Jerusalem. Let us listen for the word of the Lord. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as it had been told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us pray together again. Startle us, O God, with the story of what happened this day. A king coming in humility and vulnerability and with peace that passes our understanding. Startle us with the audacity of a faith based on that peace. Startle us with a love that comes all the way down to our city, our lives, our world, and bids us to embrace it and to follow the Prince of Peace. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen.
Well, Jesus is on the move here in the Gospel according to Luke. He has been for quite some time. Crossing roads, casting out demons, giving sight to the blind, healing the sick, feeding the hungry. But today, he enters Jerusalem. Fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies of Zechariah and Isaiah with his donkey and his colt, and he does so surrounded by fanfare and excitement. Hosanna, the crowd exclaims. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. It is a joyous celebration. This crowd who gathers, they have seen his acts, his miracles he has done. They have heard of the miraculous things that he has accomplished. Jesus' ministry, it has absolutely captured their imagination. It has nourished their souls. And so they place branches in his path. They take off their cloaks and coats to cover the dirt road. For this man, this bearded man from the back country of Nazareth, he is fulfilling the words of the prophets. He will surely make all things new. Hosanna, they proclaim. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This man deserves the triumphant entry of a king. This is it. He is here. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Whew. Palm Sunday. What a great day. A day known for joy and celebration, known for palms and shouts of praise. I even know of one church that used to parade all the way around their block on Palm Sunday, singing All Glory, Laud, and Honor, our very first hymn today. I say they used to because that tradition was discontinued when the parade became so long that the back half didn't know what the front half was singing. And unfortunately, a few children entered the sanctuary that day singing at the top of their lungs from the back of the line, Oh, Hosanna, don't you cry for me. But we understand their enthusiasm. This week we sing great hymns. We wave our palms. We shout Hosanna. But I tell you what, if you think this is good, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. I mean, I'm expecting a few more Easter hats next week. Perhaps a little seersucker from those of you who are coming from the south at some point. But my goodness, Easter. Easter, it is coming, it is coming, and today, today we happily join the crowd in their exclamations of hope and joy, especially after slogging through these past few weeks of dark and penitent Lent, when the pastors have made us all focus a little too much on our sin, how we can all give our lives more fully to God. It's about time. We had something to celebrate. Hosanna! Let's go, Jesus! Today is a great day. Easter is just around the corner, complete with Easter eggs, chocolate bunnies, jelly beans, and resurrection. It does not get better than that. Now, the late Peter Gomes, who served for years as the minister in Memorial Chapel at Harvard University, used to say he was brought up in a similar culture. As he put it, I was brought up in a church that had a parade theory of Palm Sunday, that discreet form of Protestantism that could not bear the embarrassment 
or the indignity of the cross, that mild detail that would come in the days ahead. Sure, we move from Palm Sunday to Passion Sunday, but Gomes says we turn the occasion into a festive dress rehearsal for Easter, saving the suffering for the faithful few who will come to church on Maundy Thursday or Good Friday. And so I am always challenged on a day like today. Perhaps you are too. Perhaps, perhaps part of the challenge today is to, yes, welcome the celebration, but to not get too caught up in it. To also acknowledge that amongst that crowd that was shouting Hosanna, there was a man riding into town on a donkey who had already predicted his own death. A man who knew that he would never leave this city he was entering. When I allow myself to take that pause, I find myself wondering what was really happening in the mind of the one who sat atop that donkey. Because when we imagine this parade full of smiles and cheers, we know that Jesus, Jesus had set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. Jesus knew the road that lay ahead, and yet he journeyed into the city that he knew would betray him in just a few days' time. I can't imagine he was all smiles, soaking in the joyous chants of the crowd who would change their tune soon enough. Perhaps he was already praying the prayer he would utter in a few days' time, God, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. Was he sad? Was he afraid? Did he know that the same people laying their cloaks and their palms, shouting Hosanna, would in five days' time be calling for his death? Because that felt like the safer option? Did he know that even among his friends, his disciples, he would be left to journey alone, having been betrayed by them, denied by them, abandoned by them? In our distracted sprint toward Easter, and I can be just as guilty, we often forget the journey that lay ahead for the man that we celebrate today. The one who was atop that donkey, silent and penitent, a face set like flint when the whole world around him shouted, Hosanna. Or perhaps forgetting isn't the problem. Perhaps we know the journey that's coming. We just prefer not to follow Jesus down that particular road. And it makes sense. It's not our inclination to desire to accompany Jesus along this road of suffering and pain. Nobody wants to live into this story enough to recognize that we might have denied him too. That even though our week began with hosannas, it likely would have ended with cries to crucify. Nobody wants to feel the painful truth that we would have betrayed him too, or at least abandoned him and remained silent as others called for his death. 
No one wants to dwell in that darkness if they don't have to. In one of her books, Anne Lamott writes similarly, you know, I don't have the right personality for Good Friday, for the crucifixion. I'd like to skip ahead to the resurrection. In fact, I'd like to skip ahead to the resurrection vision of one of the kids in our Sunday school class who drew a picture of the Easter Bunny outside the tomb. Everlasting life and a basket full of chocolate eggs. And it sounds a lot like our inclination as well. But as Fred Craddock, one of my favorite preachers and teachers, writes, sooner or later, somebody's going to ask you, then what happened to Jesus? And when you tell them the truth, that he came to the city as a 33-year-old idealist and stirred the city, and the city turned on him and just like that put him on trial, executed him, some people, well, they're going to back away. Can't we just leave that part out? Focus on the positives? People aren't interested in a man who dies like that. It's a terrible growth strategy for the church. All that morbid suffering, the bleeding, the dying. And yet, and yet, and yet we live in a world where suffering and bleeding and dying are a part of our daily experience. Good Friday, this Friday, Jesus is traveling toward. It's always happening. There is always pain, always suffering. There are always people getting devastating news about test results. Always people grieving the unfathomable loss of a parent or a child gone far too soon. There are always people going hungry, always moments when violence claims the lives of the innocent. There are always children being abused and addictions stealing the lives of individuals and their families. There are always diseases we don't understand and can't control. Always relationships that fall apart, always tragic accidents that take the lives of loved ones in this broken and painful world. It is always Good Friday for someone. We can put on a good face and pretend that life is always as celebratory as today and as celebratory as, ne as next Sunday, but it is always the darkest. It is always the most hopeless day for someone. Friends, when we skip over the events of this coming week, sprinting straight to Easter with, with just blinders on to the rest of the story, we know it. But when we scurry past the devastation of betrayal, or the pain and the suffering of Good Friday when Christ was tortured and crucified. We miss, we miss with our blinders on, we miss one of the most significant gospel truths we can claim. 
the truth that God, God alone, was not spared the darkness. God came into this world to be among us. It is the truth we celebrate at Christmas, but the truth we know this week is that God willingly moved into the depths of human darkness on our behalf. To stand not only with us and for us, but always alongside us, We are not strangers to the darkness. As much as we'd like to put on a good face and pretend that we are. But in the journey of Holy Week, this week that begins today, we are reminded that God is not a stranger to that darkness either. And God never has and never will leave you to journey that darkness alone. Friends, today we enter the journey of Holy Week. It is called Week for a reason. Waving our palms, shouting Hosanna, bearing witness to the one who comes to bring salvation. But I hope this day also leaves you asking. But what happened to Jesus in those next few days? And am I willing to dwell with him in those days in between? In that time between Palm Sunday and Easter, that time between Hosanna and he is risen because in these holy and sacred days we remember his betrayal his rejection his suffering his death but these are some of the most important days that we will ever know because they proclaim they proclaim one of the great truths of the gospel that you and I have a place here before God when life doesn't feel celebratory and victorious. When all is not well. When pain and guilt and failure and loss, they just, when they dominate every hour of our days, we can bring it all to God because God has been there too. And God will go with us there again. Through the valley of the shadow of death in each of our lives, God will be with us. God was the first to go. And because of Christ's suffering, because of his death, there is no place we can go that is so dark or so grim, or so sin-filled, or hopeless, that Christ has not been there ahead of you. Today we shout Hosanna, and we join the celebration, and we will do it again next week with bells on. But at some point this week, at some point in the coming days, I hope and I pray that you will be willing to take those blinders off to the week ahead.
I hope and pray that you will be willing to journey alongside the Lord who is always willing to journey alongside you. What happened to Jesus? Thanks be to God, we already know the end of the story. But thanks be to God, we have these days in between to testify to it. Maybe, may we be willing to journey where our Savior led. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What happened to Jesus? As we seek to testify to that reality this week, both in our mind and in our hearts, let us first do so in song. Please stand as you are able and join together in singing the hymn 209, My Song is Love Unknown.
please remain standing and join me as we affirm our faith through these words from a brief statement of faith. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us state what we believe. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and release to the captives, teaching by word and deed and blessing the children, healing the sick and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling all to repent and believe the gospel. Unjustly condemned for blasphemy and sedition, Jesus was crucified, suffering the depths of human pain and giving his life for the sins of the world. God raised this Jesus from the dead, vindicating his sinless life, breaking the power of sin and evil, delivering us from death to life eternal. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As we approach this holy week and seek to bear witness to the life and death of Christ, we do so in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We lean on those who've gone before. We pray for strength and revelation. So let us do so now. Let us pray. God, whose love pierces through the veil between heaven and earth, we gather on this day to witness your acts throughout history. As your Son enters into the holy city, we send shouts of joy for your presence in human form. When we see your acts of kindness, your healing touch, your eternal light that outlasts governments and systems of injustice. We cannot withhold our praise and song, for even stones would let their voices be heard. All of creation sings at the power of your will and the compassion of your grace. So as we enter the gates of Holy Week, untie the bonds that keep us from you, and guide us through confession and transformation. Help us to contemplate again the way taken by our Savior, the false charges against him, the fear and flight of the disciples, the kiss of betrayal, the crown of thorns, the purple robe, and in such contemplation, give us courage to face those times in our own lives when we received the same or acted against you in similar ways. When we are weak, make us strong. When hurt and resentful, make us forgiving. When defeated or discouraged, make us hopeful. 
Keep us from asking for mercy without giving it ourselves, from praying for your kingdom, but never working for it. In this week, deepen our faith by your matchless mercy, O God. Deepen the measures of our gratitude and belief. Move us who have so much to share with others who have so little. Uphold us when we summon our courage to speak out for the alien and stranger within our gates and for those long denied dignity and freedom. Guard and guide us through these days of meditation and remembrance. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today we remember the generosity of our God, where people threw down their cloaks on the road, where owners offered their cult for Jesus to ride. So today we reflect on what God is calling us to get rid of, to let go of. What can we offer so that all may know God's love and peace? Let us give of our morning tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Compassionate God, we offer you these gifts of, as signs of our time and labor. Receive the offering of our lives and feed us with your grace, that in the midst of death, all creation might feast on your unending life. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As you are able, please remain standing and join together in singing our closing hymn, number 264, At the Name of Jesus. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We will celebrate today, and friends, we will celebrate next week. There are details in your bulletin for both of those services at 8.30 in the garden and 10.30 here in the sanctuary. But I pray that you will journey into the week ahead with open hearts and open minds to the walk that Jesus took toward the cross in all of its betrayal and darkness, knowing that the gospel truth 
that God has endured every darkness we ever will is proclaimed this week. And so I hope to see you Thursday at 6 o'clock here. I hope you will open your hearts to the journey of this week alongside our Lord. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may it be with you, may it be with those you love, and with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Thank you.